come out of something. It's a mess. Messed up in our mind. Messed up in our morals. Messed up in all of our manner. We were messed up people. But thank God for Jesus. Welcome to Concepts for Living. This service is coming to you from the Chapel of the Anointing. We invite you to stay tuned for a life-changing word. Hi, and welcome to Concepts for Living. Once again, we count it a privilege to come to you with more concepts from God's Word. Concepts for Living. Stay tuned, you're going to be blessed as I'll bring you another message. And the message title is this, The Church for Our Day. Firstly, I must join with many theologians and express what might be a most challenging treatment of this particular text. It is a text that is full of prophecy and yet it is a text that is used metaphorically not just to give an account of Israelite history, but it is metaphorically used as a message concerning the church for our day. I say again, it's not merely a recounting of Israelite or Hebrewic history. There's a message in here for the church of our day. Matthew Henry, many of you are acquainted with him. He's a wonderful uh, theologian who has offered much commentary on the Bible. He sees this passage as God dealing with his church. Under the figure of restoration of Judah and Jerusalem, as they are returning from 70 years of captivity in Babylon. It refers to uh, the reforming of the nation under the reign of Hezekiah after Ahaz and the other exiles had returned. Coming home after 70 years of captivity. Trying to get adjusted back in what was your homeland. All of that is used metaphorically to talk about our church today because whether you and I want to admit it or not, we too have been in a form of exile, form of captivity, if we are the church, because the church happens to be those who were called out of sin, out of the, I would have to say, clutches of Satan and out of his abusive treatment upon our lives to the extent 
that many of us were not free to do whatever we desired. We were under a master. Therefore, for Matthew Henry and for many others, we see the passage as one expressing something to the modern-day church about how we got here and what the church ought to be like today. Church is an extraordinary institution. Someone said that the church is the only institution in the world that has lower entrance requirements for acceptance. God seeks the worst to offer them the best. The church is not this building. With all of its architectural beauty and design. Church was made up of the ecclesia. People who have been called out. That's why ecclesia means, or ecclesia, however you want to pronounce it. It means the called out ones. If you just decided to come here. If you just decided one day, you know what, I'm going to church. In fact, it's not about going to church. It's about being the church. Because the church meets, the church gathers in this tabernacle. But we are the church. The worst of sinners. Those that seemingly lived hopelessly of ever being free again. You see, when God created us, he created us free. Freedom does not necessarily mean that you have the right to do what you want. Freedom is the privilege to do what you ought. And so when you look at this passage, what you're going to see is the plight of the people. You're going to see the purging of the people and you're going to see the promise to the people who are indeed those who dwell in Mount Zion and I'm not talking about up Southampton it's not about that kind of geography even though they there are dwelling in Mount Zion if they didn't have that as the name. Because Mount Zion is indicative, metaphorically, of the church. You have come to Mount Zion, the heavenly Jerusalem, coming down from God and from heaven. You and I have to understand that we are a part of an institution that was not developed by man. It didn't start with us. We're part of it. We're in the world, but not of the world. Church. The church is an extraordinary institution, I say. Extraordinary. Nothing like it in the world. People from every nation, tongue, all nationalities. Come on in and become one. Only God could do it. 
church is not a well, I would have to say, organized and structured institution by man. Church is the body of Christ who is not divided. One spirit dwells within. And all her members, I don't care how big you may think you are, but big shot. And all her members got one testimony. We've been redeemed. That's it. That's why the old songwriter said, I'm redeemed, I'm redeemed, I'm redeemed. By, I'm redeemed from the darkness of the night. So thickly enveloped my way. Thank God for the light. For the people who sat in darkness have seen a great light. And the light has shined upon them. We're in the church. Somebody will say, thank God for the church. There's no other institution, no other organization like it in the world. In fact, the church is not an organization. It's an organism. And the difference between an organization is something structured by man so that he can function a certain way. But an organism is something that grows out of its own nature. The church is what I'm going to talk about today. I'm talking about the church for our day. But I must also be honest and admit that the church is made of people who had a plight. A plight. Dangerous and other uh, or, or otherwise unfortunate situations that looked like was going to take us out. I heard a prayer earlier that it said that there were times when we didn't think we were going to make it. Things got so bad. Things looked so dark. Things looked so hard. hard. You know, we went through so much. But somebody ought to say, thank God for the church. Because you don't become a part of the church because you're so good. You become a part of the church because you need so much help. And there is no other help like you will find in the church. Oh, we sitting up here looking all cold, smug and everything this morning. But let me tell you something. You and I were in a state of plight. The three points of this message, the plight, the purging, and the promise. I'm sure by now that you are interested in knowing more about the church for our day. In that day, if you only wait long enough, God's got a way. He said, in that day, what? In that day, this is what's going to happen. And not only this, if I get your name, you're going to take away my reproach. Somebody wants a car. Somebody wants a house. Somebody wants fine clothing. Somebody wants to travel. Somebody wants to own their own business. But all you ought to just get happy because by identifying with Jesus, your reproach is gone because of his name. And so, once we begin to appreciate this, we can look back on our own lives and thank God for the church. Now, watch this. Let's go into uh, verse 2. And it says, In that day shall the branch, what? The branch of the Lord be beautiful and glorious and what? 
the fruit of the earth shall be what? Excellent and commonly and what? For them that escape. Oh, my God. We ought to be praising this morning. But we, we, we just, you know, it's like, I, what in the world does it take? When you stop and think of where he's brought you from, what he's done for you, how now you have a name that registers not only in the earth, but in heaven. Huh? There are people who, who lost their life, gave their lives before they deny his name. Oh, and I think of the goodness. And all he's done for me, I'm sorry. I got to give him something. I got to praise him. I've got to, oh yeah, I know. We can be sophisticated and sadiddy all we want. So now, notice this. Here comes a branch. You know who the branch is? Just read in chapter 11 of Isaiah, and you'll see that the branch really is uh, uh, the, lineage, uh, the, the lineage of Jesse, David's daddy. Okay? Jesus came through the lineage of David. Read St. Matthew, and you'll see Jesus came down through 42 generations. Are you with me here this morning? Okay, and not only that, but as he, uh, uh, when you think about it, he, he was called the branch. And of all the years that I've preached on Palm Sunday, it never struck me until when I was brooding over this. How fitting that they took branches down and threw them in his way. I mean, he was the branch. We know who you are. You're the brand we've been waiting for. Some of us don't understand because some things become so common to us that we miss the significance of worth and value of those things. Jesus is the branch. And he comes and watch this and say, and when the branch comes, my God, it's going to be beauty and glory. Hallelujah. And not only beauty and glory, it's not only going to be beautiful and glorious, but the fruit of the earth will be excellent. Lord, have mercy. Who are you? And who are you, Vernon? Who are you up there in the, over, up in the uh, balcony? We who have been redeemed are the fruit of the earth. Huh? You know who we are. We come from down there. We come from here. But wait, wait, Jesus came here to check us out so he might get some fruit from the earth. But he is the branch. Hallelujah. And you and I are blessed to be the, the, to be the, uh, the, the means of bringing him glory so that somebody looks at you and says, man, what in the world happened to you? I remember when you was like this and like that and all this stuff. You look, you look so different. What, what, what you eating? But when you stop and think of just being associated with Jesus, and I thought, how fitting. Where's Olive at and the rest of them that were singing? You were singing a song that we don't hear. Oh, just to lay my head on your breast. Think about it. Just to be able to feel your love and affection and, and to be intimate with you. Because the greatest expression of love is intimacy. 
of that intimacy come fruit. You know I'm right. And so notice now, he is saying, and everybody who has escaped, anybody in here escaped? Because you don't, don't say, I decided I'm going to leave the world of sin. I, no, you, you, you didn't escape on your own. He helped you to escape. You know I'm right. And had he not come, you'd still be in there. But somebody ought to act like he got you out. One writer said, he brought me out. He brought me out. I'm not ashamed to admit, he brought me out. I'm not here because I'm clever or genius, but because he brought me out. And it shall come to pass that he that is left in Zion and he that remaineth in Jerusalem, you know our problem? We come out, he brings us out of Babylon into Zion. And the, but we always have that spirit of Babylon. which is confusion. I thought it would be different. I thought that, I thought the other. In fact, this is the way it ought to be done. And that's the way it ought to be done. That's, you see, our biggest mistake, and it's a terrible price to pay, and that is we can't take God's business, watch this, and do God's business our way. Well, I sincerely trust that you have been inspired and been informed about the church for our day. Whatever plight, there's going to be a purging. Whatever the degree of purging, there is a promise from God that must be proclaimed in the earth. Therefore, until next time, and we shall come to you with more concepts for living, may God bless you and yours. Thank you for viewing Concepts for Living. If you would like a CD, DVD, or download the entire message, go to our website, www.fcogchapel.org. We would like to hear from you. Please send an email for prayer or send a praise report on how God is blessing you through this program. We invite you to join us again for another Concepts for Living. <laughs>